Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to Happy House Families podcast number four. This is what to do when your child is anxious. I am Morgan. And I am Sandy and thank you for being here. So recently Morgan and I were giving a presentation and what we took away from that was that a lot of therapists here in LA are commenting that there's so much anxiety with mm-hmm. children. It definitely is on the rise. I've noticed it with my private clients. Have you noticed it with your yes, students? Yes, I've noticed it within the classroom. And it, I feel like each year it's kind of getting a little bit more worse. Okay, got it. Yes, yeah. it's definitely happening. I've had kids with such anxiety that they yell and scream and, you know, slam doors and, you know, swear and yeah. all sorts of things and also getting physical with their siblings because of it because they just cannot contain the anxiety within their bodies. And what are you seeing in the classroom with kids with anxiety? Um, I'm noticing that they are a little bit more paranoid about things. Um, you know, in this climate, it's it's crazy. In schools, we have to do active shooter drills now, and that wasn't a thing that was happening when I was a student. And so there is more uh, anxiety-causing things that are happening that these kids are exposed to that we weren't exposed to when we were growing up. Um, and so I do understand where it's coming from, but we also have to give ourselves and kids tools to appropriately deal with this. Exactly. One of the quickest and easiest way that you can deal with your child when they're having anxiety is touch. Hug your child, squeeze them, hold them for a while. Not like a quick three second hug, but like really hold them and really like, you know, squeeze them tight, obviously not to the point where you're hurting them, (laughs) you know, just like a tight hug and then reassuring words. I love you, you are safe. Like one of the things I say to the kids that I work with is um, like you are safe. When you are at school, you are safe. When you are at home, you are safe. Mm -hmm. And I say these words, it's short and simple. You are safe, three words. I don't go into a whole tangent about why they're safe. I just tell them that they're safe and that's what they need to know. Um, Because once they feel safe, then they're more present and they're Mm -hmm. able to handle themselves in a much better way. You are safe. You are safe. And sometimes I'll even ask the children, what do you need right now to feel safe? The older kids are able to tell me. The younger ones sometimes struggle with it. So I will say, do you need a hug right now? Do you need to have a timeout? Choices. Do you need, yes, do you need to go drink some water? Should we go outside and play a little bit? So ask them what they need. So touch and choices for sure. Um, And then you have a great point about limiting exposure to certain things. Yes. Um, So I know, I mean, I wake up every morning and I'll look at my phone and we are getting exposed to some really crazy things. Just as adults, sometimes it's hard to take in everything that's happening in the world. Uh, So we need to limit that 
exposure for our kids. Uh, there are these video games, don't even get me started on some of these video games, um, that we really, our kids at a certain age, they have these age limits on there for a reason. Please, please, your kids should not be playing Call of Duty and those sort of things because it is very realistic and it may seem like you can just say it's a game, but it really does spill over into their real worlds and causes them anxiety and paranoia and all of that. So we really need to work on limiting exposure to things that cause anxiety, whether that be certain TV shows, whether that be video games. Uh, monitor what your kid is watching on YouTube. I really want to enforce that. You gotta look at what they're searching because on YouTube there are some great things. I think some of the... Like Brain Gym is like great. Brain Gym is great. There are <laughs> yes. some wonderful things that you can get, some great learning tools, but there are also some things that kids should not be watching. So please monitor the tablets, the phones, all of that. Exactly. And I actually have a story that's connected to that, Morgan. Mm -hmm. So I am working with a little boy right now, and he does play a lot of these, like, punching, like, violent games. And recently we had, remember when we had the thunderstorms and the lightning, but there was no rain? Yes. So this little child was very anxious because he also was playing a lot of these kind of video games with bombs and whatever. So when the lightning and thunder was happening, he started crying because he thought it was a bomb. He went straight to, there's a bomb, oh my gosh, because he wasn't familiar with it. And so he went straight to that instead of the curiosity of like, what is that sound? It's loud, it's kind of scary. He went straight to, it's a bomb. And it's also related to some of the video games that he plays. Kids are going zero to 100. Um, and so we really just want to, we, we should talk to them and just be more open and honest with things that are happening. Um, so yes, limiting exposure is a huge thing that is very easy to control. There are a lot of, uh, even on Netflix, I notice you can have parental controls so that when your kid goes on to watch TV, you can, there are certain things that they're not allowed to see. It's kind of just a click of a button sort of things. So very easy five minute fix that we can all do at home. Exactly, that is so true. And I'm gonna give um, an example that I had with one of my clients recently. So I'm working with this little boy who is, I'm gonna say he's 10 years old and I'm gonna call him Tom. So I was with Tom and I had to get him ready to do his homework and he had a lot of anxiety about it. So he decided to yell and scream, swear at me, slam the door, and he just was not able to control the anxiety because he thought he was not able to do his math homework. So the anxiety took over before the sitting down and let me actually see what the homework is. This was even before he saw what the homework was. He just went straight to panic. Homework anxiety. Exactly, okay. yes, homework anxiety. So what I did with him is I asked him where it was in his body. I'm like, Tom, where is it in your body? And then I led him through a whole series of question, questions. Um, where is it in your body? What size is it? How heavy is it? What color is it? Uh, if it has a name, what is its name? How long, it has, how long has it been there? So you can come up with different questions too. What does it smell like? Because you want to make the anxiety into something that they can define. It's sort, of a, it's sort of the whole thing of if you can name it, you can tame it, so it doesn't mm -hmm. seem as scary. It's good. Because when you're in anxiety mode, your amygdala is like triggered, so mm -hmm. you're in fight, flight, or freeze, and you can't think properly. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't able to answer most of those questions because he was in fight mode, right? <laughs> um, but he was able to say that it was the color blue. 
And so then I led him through a whole visualization. I took him outside to his uh, yard and I said, okay, so thank the blue for being there because we all have feelings because our feelings are there to protect us. Whether they're right or wrong, they're there to serve a purpose. So I said, okay, so thank the blue for being there and let the blue know that you're done with it. And just imagine all the blue draining out of your body, out through your toes into the grass. So he was able to do that. And then he ended up giving me a hug and we did his homework. And then he said to me, he's like, this is easier than I thought. I'm like, yes, yes Yes, it is. is. It is. And so now he and his mom have a clue when they're out in public, when the anxiety happens, he will say to his mom, the blue is coming back. You know, and so he's able to manage it because he now has this clue of like, oh, this is happening in my body now, so now I can address it. So he will tell his mom when the blue is happening, or sometimes she will pick up on it because he hasn't yet because he's in the middle of it, and she'll say, is the blue back? And then he'll say yes, and then they're able to release it faster. So that's something you could also do. Good. That's perfect. And that also has a mindfulness component too, so I don't know if our listeners are into that, but that's also, it's a really great strategy uh, to just kind of exactly, if you can name it, you can tame it. Another thing that is great are weighted blankets. Oh my gosh, those are so fantastic because weighted blankets, the reason why they work is it releases a hormone where you feel like you're being hugged. So... I actually have a weighted blanket for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> I do, because I'm like, if I'm recommending this to my clients, I need to know what it feels like. Um, so some of the kids I work with, they sleep with a weighted blanket, and some of them will have like a small weighted blanket that they bring to school that they can put on their lap. Oh, that's good. And what I've suggested to some of my clients is for them to buy like three or four and to donate it to the classroom. So if their child needs it, they don't feel like, they're the only one needing it. There's also weighted vests, which I've uh, actually used in my classroom as well. And you can, if you can do a makeshift one, I know they have exercise ones for people who are trying to build muscle. Um, and so you can also guise it as that too, because just having that, the weight on your body does calm you down. Exactly, that's so true. I know for when I'm upset, the quickest way to ground me is hug. Mm-hmm. Is to have a hug, is to have touch. Otherwise, I'm like, woohoo, Sandy's crazy for Cuckoo Pops, right? <laughs> so, so, for me, the quickest way to calm me down is to give me a hug. Yeah, so a blanket is a hug, basically. Totally, exactly. And then you also had a really great, when we were talking about this earlier, another um, thing for parents to pay attention to is their reaction. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, because I am guilty of it. I was, I'm sure a lot of us are. Uh, Sometimes when we are anxious or that we are upset, our reaction to things reflects that and that causes more anger and more anxiety. I know that sometimes if I didn't have a good night's sleep, my class is driving me up a wall and I just snap and I start screaming that my students are not going to react in the best way. And of course we are human beings and it happens and you can't beat yourself up every time that that does happen. You can just realize and self-reflect Okay, so if I'm calm when I'm approaching the situation, the kids are more likely to be calm as well. They kind of mirror what you are doing. And so I, this is something that I struggle with and that I I am also working on is that you have to have the right reaction too. Because if your kid is very anxious and is kind of freaking out and you are too, it's just going to fire adding to fire and it's going to be an explosion. And so you kind of need to be 
the water in the situation and be able to calm your child down. Exactly. So again, that links back to making sure that you are giving yourself self-love and self-care, yes. eating right, sleeping right, moving your body, making sure that you're scheduling fun in your life. It's so important to do that. Trust me, it's very easy to be like, I can't schedule that in because I have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. Um, and when we say scheduling fun in your life, it doesn't necessarily mean it needs to take hours. It could be as quick as like watching your favorite like half-hour comedy show. Um, or picking up the phone and talking to your friends. So it doesn't need to be elaborate. So I just want to make sure that people are understanding when we're saying that, mm-hmm. that we're not saying you have to get all dolled up and go out. <laughs> no, it can mean if you have a bathtub, you can just take a little bath, just put a do not disturb sign on the bathroom for 30 minutes. Yes. You don't even have to leave. Exactly. Yes. That's so true. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And please let us know how these techniques work for your child when they are anxious. Yes. Um, And so I'm going to do the spiel again. Our uh, website is happyhousefamilies.com. Feel free to check us out. And our email is happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Shoot us a note. Give us suggestions, any questions. Um, All right, we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.